Oh, we had some technical difficulties. I'm there. Are you there? I mean, I'm here, and then on my end, stop acting like you don't know. The problem is. <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we get into the NFC West and breaking it down and not, what's your take? Hopefully, by the time this airs, everything will be all squared away, and there won't be any trouble in cowboy land. But if it's not, what's your take on this uh, Zeke situation? I mean, everybody doing what they're supposed to do. Um, somebody had to do it. You you can't allow literally a system that's designed to just kill one position. They for you draft the running back in the first round. Everyone said don't do that. They found a loophole that you actually do that because you get the fifth year. Then you franchise him. Then you only want him back for six years anyway. So they never get paid. And I think Bell started the trend last year. He had to do what he had to do. Now you see Zeke starting another trend to break the first year situation. So you got to break the trends. You got to get paid. If Zeke didn't do this, they would do what they did to Bell, franchise him, and then he would be right back in that situation. So both sides have to do what they got to do. If they come to a curly like deal, I think it's a win for everyone. Now I just don't believe that Jerry Jerry takes care of his players, man. He wouldn't just keep franchising this man. He would give him some kind of salary. Uh, you mean you mean you mean you mean you mean he would look out for him like he did uh, Murray after they gave him a record breaking amount of carries? They would do that. What? 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 Yeah. You mean like like Murray? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, now, exactly. I, I don't blame Zeke. I always want people to get their money. However, he's got two years left on his deal, and he's a special case because, as I said on the page, how many times do you think Jerry has gone to bat for this man? How many times do you think Jerry covered something up? He had some kind of accident last year that kind of went by the wayside that the police let go. What how many times do you think cover, Jerry what good, is covering, what good is covering something up if somebody try to blackmail you for it the second you step out of line? That accident got leaked magically when you start holding up. I mean, the cover-up is good until you step out of line. I mean, that's what black man, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the that ain't, that ain't, that's it's not somebody doing, that's not somebody bailing you out. That's someone holding you hostage. That's not the same as bailing you out. How about you just are appreciative that somebody was looking out for you and you don't rock the boat? At least two years, like when it was time for your contract, maybe you rocked the boat. This man is excessively rocking the boat. Two years out. I need my money. <laughs> this is Eli got on the block. He doesn't want to lose his job. Good gracious. Just saw uh, an update about preseason. Eli is blocking people in preseason? This seems, uh, that man must be worried. So, I mean, what? If we get, <laughs> go ahead. I mean, if Eli lost his job by now. <laughs> it won't be how many uh weeks what what's your over under on the weeks that Eli uh uh before he's replaced? Uh ten. You think it'll go all the way to ten? Their record's gonna be of so course. bad. I just don't I just don't see I mean, I'm thinking six, five. I think there maybe it's I forgot what their bye week. Whenever their bye week is, that's where we're gonna see it, I think. That'd be really dumb. I mean, 
they're also people bad. can't like, wait to call people can't exactly and people can't wait to call them a bust and say you stupid. Why would you accelerate that? Well, they aren't the smartest franchise. The Cowboys take a lot of heat, but the Cowboys make really good draft picks. And but the Giants. So do the so do the so do the Giants. Do they? Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, like these are pretty marquee people. It don't matter. They probably still should have drafted a quarterback. They still should have drafted a quarterback. They got Eli Apple. That didn't work out. I don't know if that was Gellman. You're out of your mind thinking they shouldn't have got Barkley. They should have. So you think they'd be better off with Sam Darnold right now? I think you get Sam Darnold and you can keep adding to the team. I think the quarterback just has more value than Saquon Barkley. Sam Darnold does not have more value than Saquon Barkley. You can go get a better quarterback right now than Samuel Darnold than Saquon Barkley. If you put Saquon Barkley on the market, you can go get a a better quarterback than Sam Darnold right now if you wanted to trade Saquon Barkley. That's just factual. But I I don't think so. Just, just, and from an analytic How good standpoint, do you think Sam Darnold is. He's gonna be very good this year. He's gonna have very good this year. Good he's year. gonna be. He's I mean, gonna be very good. This year. More... He's gonna be very good this year. He's gonna be a top fifteen. He's quarterback. gonna have a very good year. He's gonna have very. He's gonna good be a top year. fifteen quarterback. He's gonna be a top fifteen quarterback this year. Yes, this isn't, this isn't. This isn't ten I'm years ago. You do know quarterbacks pretty deep right now. Quarterbacks pretty deep. <laughs> I I think. I know that a quarterback has more value. As good as Saquon back Barkley is, he's, he's a running back, and they don't have the value that a quarterback does. A, cor- even a quarterback, quarterback. A quarterback does have more value, but Saquon Barkley is on a rookie deal and probably the best at his position, and Sam Darnold is on a rookie deal and probably 25th at his position. So, yeah, I think he has more value. Like, I don't – I don't think so. Would you rather I don't have see why people... Sam Darnold and I don't know one of the edge rushers that was available, Brian Burns. I mean, I'm stretching. Whoever, Sam Darnold and whoever they could have got this year, or Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. They, no, 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 it's no. Not see, now you're now now you're now That's you're just doing if things you, that you don't have to Sam do. Darnold, no, I didn't say they should have picked. I didn't say they should have picked Daniel Jones though. <laughs> they messed up on the quarterback this that's year. What they, did. they messed. No, but that's not the argument. You said they probably should have picked Sam Darnold. I never said they should have picked Daniel Jones. I said you're wrong about them passing on Barkley for Darnold. That don't mean they had to pick the star guy this year. If they pick Darnold, then that eliminates the possibility of the mistake, and you would get somebody else as a decent player. Like you got your quarterback. They reached on quarterback because. They passed up on Donald and uh, well, but they didn't Donald. have to. They, they didn't have to. You're you're saying that the compounding mistake had to happen, and that's just inaccurate. Like they did not have to compound the mistake. Happen. You're so it that, That's an independent point. They didn't pick. That is a completely independent point. Like there's no not like if they had Dwayne Haskins. If they had Dwayne Haskins, you wouldn't be having this conversation with me. I don't know Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> No, but you wouldn't. You would, you would never have said that. No, there's so a lot like, of people that made that point. There's a lot of people that it's no, just, no, no, that's that point has been made in the analytics community. It's fundamentally the whole time. stupid. 
is fundamentally stupid. Like, just because they drafted Saquon over Darnold, who they clearly weren't, weren't in love with Darnold, and I'm still not and wasn't out of college, and you weren't, and I don't know, maybe you just listened to somebody on Twitter, but you weren't high on him coming out of college, and he wasn't good I'm last high, year. I'm, so just no, saying from, from that, I'm just presenting that perspective. I, I'm presenting that well, perspective. Well, my I'm perspective not, is I'd rather, I'd rather have Saquon Barkley and trade down, and then I could have Dwayne Haskins and um, let's just call it Debo Samuel. I'd rather have that combination. I guess. I'm not passionate about Darnold. Actually, I'm not real passionate about this point. I'm not going to lie to you. I was playing devil's advocate. <laughs> and so I want to I want to retract the 15. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. I don't even like that, Darnold. And that's why I'm confused. I would have picked Barkley too. I retracted. You came too hard. I, w- I wasn't expecting that kind of comeback to it. But uh, yeah, I- I'm not passionate about this point. <laughs> not. Content. We need content. I'm not passionate about it. That's what the analytic people say, man. I'm just telling you what they say. Just telling you what they say. I do think Donald's gonna have a good year. I think that people are gonna hype it to death, but uh, more than it is, I do think he's gonna have a good year. Alert me when it happened. I I would honestly give me a Lamar Jackson year or maybe even a Josh Allen year over what he's about to do. Oh, man. 28 touchdowns, 10 picks, 4,000 yards. It's going to be solid. It's going to be solid. People sleep on what Lamar Not that needs. weapons. He's got Le'Veon. But, of course, when they on your first, Lamar take the back. You you want to talk about messing up. You talk about Josh Rosen. That's how you mess up some. Don't tell me picking Barkley was the wrong move. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals last year went 3-13. and 13. After one year, fired the black man, and the majority of the staff to bring in Unproven Cliff Kingsbury. Of course, we know that they drafted Mr. Murray with the first pick. What mm-hmm. does that offense look like in the NFL? Uh, I think we need to temper expectations. Um, people have somehow saw Patrick Mahomes after having set a year and immediately go to set a year with one of the best quarterback whispers in the history of the entire NFL, if not the best. I would I would probably say Andy's the best. He started a year and then came into a situation for a team with an offense that was clicking but not making big plays, and then he had a record-breaking season. Somehow people have equate Kyler Murray coming in as a rookie <laughs> with a horrible team and an unproven coach with a new system that's not proven in the NFL and think that that's going to have some replication of success. Um, I would tell everybody shut up and slow down. Not going to happen. Um, I think the offense starts out extremely slow. I think Kyler struggles at first, and then he starts to come on. I think it'll probably look more similar to Cam Newton's first year in Carolina from a stat perspective than what people are expecting. And I think the record will look similar too. Yeah, I think it's going to be rough. I think you're going to see some things that are really good. I think you're going to see some things that are really bad. It's going to be really inconsistent. And I can't remember the last time a rookie head coach came in with a rookie quarterback. That was a first-round pick. Maybe it's just slipping my mind. But that just seems like a recipe for disaster. 
maybe by year two or three, Cliff will figure it out. But I just think it's going to be – honestly, I just think it's Spurrier, Spurrier 2.0, to be honest with you. Yeah, and and that line's bad, and that's what really is disturbing me. If that line yeah, that was good and, and we could – we could ride if they could ride David Johnson, and and that's a big point. And he's a two thousand yard back, and and they, okay, now we're talking about an offense I believe in because I think Collar can play to play action, make big plays, use his legs, scramble, move the chains. I think that offense looks different with a good offensive line, but no offensive line and all this, and nah, 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 no sir, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. It's gonna be rough. So their ceiling. What what does their ceiling look like? If I'm being, I mean, I guess in theory, like if I'm being like generous, I could say nine wins is their ceiling. Um, I I, I think mm, eight nights that came. Yeah, yeah, eight nights what came to mind at first. I mean, they could win eight games. They're 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 what two years removed from the playoffs. They could win eight games. I mean, the defense isn't bad as long as everyone's healthy. Um, they they do have David Johnson, who healthy and started to play really well um, to the back part. Um, so, I mean, I I could see eight wins, seven, eight wins um, at the most, I would say. Yeah, that's a lot for me. I would give it six. I just – I don't see the talent there. When the line is that bad – they still do. They still have Chandler Jones, but on defensive line. But when both sides of your line of scrimmage are not good, especially the offensive line, you got a problem. They have a lot of young people. They they got Isabella, who I like a lot, who probably and they have Hakeem Butler, who's already hurt, which is a bad sign. And they have Christian Kirk from last year. So the receivers, obviously, you have Larry Fitzgerald, but the receivers are really young. The quarterback's young. The coach is young. You got a lot of unproven things. A lot of things got to go right for you to win more than six games, in my opinion. Yeah, I think. I mean, I definitely. I mean, definitely think some things got to fall their way. I'm not saying that, but you know, I'm not. But he could just be smarter. Yeah, I'm not a smart on Could just be smarter there, buddy. It's possible. Well, why won't he? Why won't he smarter? In, why won't he smarter in college? I said it was possible. I, I don't understand. I mean, he hired myself. I mean, he had, I thought he, had, he was a recent USC. He had Patrick like, Mahomes. Like, I thought he was like not a reach, you know, you know, but like get on your tippy toes to get on your tippy toes to reach something on the top shelf kind of reach for you. I mean, he had like, yeah, 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 he had he had the guy everybody called literally calls the goat. He like he had that guy. So he, he played for him. Yeah, like Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 that's what I wanted. Yeah, so I feel like he would erase a lot of flaws, and Patrick Mahomes didn't look like he looked. That was college, and he looked I mean, like that. So. I mean, I don't know. He was balling. <laughs> he, he was balling. He was balling. He threw a whole lot of horrible. Uh, he would throw a lot of horrible picks, man. I feel like the coach. There wasn't a lot of coaching going on, man. It just he just went out there slinging the ball. Some of those throws he made that you should try to kill him for throwing those throws. But I saw the throws replicated. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see how disciplined man. This dude would throw a cross field throw. The first throw I ever saw him throw on tape. He was all the way to the top of the screen, scrambled to the right, and threw it all the way back to the left and got picked off for 40 yards. I was like, this is the worst quarterback. <laughs> you can't coach a guy and allow him to play like that, man. That's not coaching. He just went back there and did what he wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. It was rough. Definitely not coaching. It was rough. He had a good game. It was rough. It was really rough. 
So then their floor, their floor, God, it could be 3-13 and 13 again. It could be, I don't know, I guess 3-13 and 13 again would be my floor for them. Um, yeah, I mean, they could win two games. Yeah, it, it could get real ugly real quick. The tough division. Yeah, the yeah that, division. that too. And so realistically, where we oh, – oh, we didn't do the breakout player. I messed up. Before we do that, uh, who would your breakout player be? Uh, you already mentioned him, Christian. Nah, I'm not going to say Collar because I don't think he's breaking out. Yeah. I think he's going to have a decent – I don't think he's – breakout to me is above expectations or off the radar, et cetera. Um, so I'm going to go Christian yeah. Kirk. I think that offense is tailor-made for him. Um, I don't think that he is in that, like, slot receiver mold that I don't believe in. Um, so I think Christian Kirk's an actual NFL receiver. I think he can run routes. I think they'll hit him with a lot of screen passes. I think he's the only big play threat for them. And um, him and Kyler already played together, have some chemistry. So um, I like them. I like, and I love Hakeem Butler in the draft, but he's already hurt. I haven't seen much of him in the preseason, so I'm not going to pick him. Seems like he's going to disappoint. So I, but I will pick the guy who broke a big touchdown the other day and seems like he's kind of made for the NFL as far as just like getting open and that's Andy Isabella. He's a rookie out of Massachusetts, really high pro football focus rating, and he is a saltine wide receiver, so he will get a lot of attention if he does well. You racist. Just just not I is am I lying? Am I lying? He could he could be an apostle. He could be one of the white apostles. No, I'm I'm in for you. I'm in for you pick I'm in for you picking him. Not for so oh. attention. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the best candidate here. Also, a sleeper would be Byron Murphy, who I really like coming out. He ended up being in the second round, technically, because he was first pick, but also that could be somebody that uh, could break out. That dude ain't but white, then we'd be looking for real. Mm-hmm. He ain't white. Real, is it, I, well, <laughs> no comment. Oh, if we look at their realistically, what do you think their record? What's your prediction for their record? Um, I got them as a five and eleven team. Six. I got five and uh, yeah, five and eleven. They they the type of team that they'll get all right at the end and and stop somebody from going to the playoffs just because they click in. Um, I could actually see them winning the first game, then it all going downhill. Y'all gonna stop disrespecting Cliff though. Cliff told y'all that he was going vanilla during the during the preseason. So y'all got that. Does he know class. enough to go vanilla? Like if you've never seen, if you've never, if you've never had some rocky road, if you've never done any of the good ice cream with all the toppings and flavors, can you afford to go vanilla? He doesn't Look, know man, if it's gonna work. Let, of course not, because he's never seen it work, including college. So I'm a little worried about that vanilla. I'd rather him just look, let him get it on tape and just make some adjustments. I don't, I don't I like the strategy. Don't that, I still check. don't understand how that hire. I still don't understand how that hire works. I really don't. Like y'all, y'all, y'all keep look. I hate to go here, but that situation white privilege to a T. You find this <laughs> black man in his first year to get this this uh, quote unquote good looking white dude who got fired from borderline and mid major job in college. Texas Tech, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, he was a sexy name, but God, God, it's funny too how the lead group think works or the hive mind works. All of a sudden, he was a hot candidate, and why? 
I feel like in the NFL, if you just started a rumor with a couple guys or they chose to start the rumor, everybody would just go for it because it's such a copycat league. It was like, oh, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, he's impressive. He's a good-looking guy. You know, it's just like those old guys in Moneyball that say, oh, yeah, we're going to pick on, we're gonna pick the player by how attractive his girlfriend is. It's such a group thought and old-school thought that they just all go with it. But, of course, the old-school thought never includes a black guy. <laughs> and what is dumb is what it is. He's like the whole entire, his profile is the offensive coordinator. And if he did well off as a coordinator, then he could be a head coach. That's what happens with the Sean McVay's of the world. Like, that's how everyone has to go through the line. Not sure why he's skipping it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, um, there's, I saw articles today on The Ringer, one black play caller this year, one out of 32, one black man will be calling the plays. And that's going to hurt the hiring process. I didn't want to go on that tangent. Right. I tried to fake it as a joke, but, you know. I, know, I didn't want to either, but we, we got there, so it's not too bad. It's not, we, we didn't stay on it very long. All right, Los Angeles Rams. Last season, we know they barely scored in the Super Bowl. But they made it to the Super Bowl, and they have Boy Wonder, who maybe a little bit of luster, uh, shine is off his road, boom is off his road, even though, I mean, he wanted to get Belichick. But still, we have them coming back. They let two go. Uh, we got an injured. Golf goes into the, what, his fifth year. We got two gone. We have Gurley. We're really questioning his arthritic knee. What's your take on how if they'll fade? And you got Cooper Cup coming back in ACL. What's your take on if they will suffer a uh, Super Bowl slump? I got three words for you. Regression. They are they are the epitome of a team that hits the Super Bowl and then falls flat on their face. How many times can we see a team do this? And it's not just, and it's not just, and these are the teams that are candidates for it, and I've studied it a while. It's not just the teams that go to the Super Bowl. It's teams that are led by a defense that was patched together, that plays well, but they're a bunch of hired guns. The next year they come back around, that team falls flat on their face. It happened with Denver when they went out and tried to get, like, um, Tlaib to go with um, Harris, and they fell flat on their face the next year. Um, it's happened over and over again. These defenses, It happened with the Panthers. These defenses get hype. They go to the Super Bowl. They fall flat on their face. Something in the offense doesn't click. Like, that team just isn't that good. No girly. So now you're lying on golf with a Cooper Cup with one leg. Um I don't believe in Brandon Cooks like that, but I guess they have Robert Woods. Um, that's just I, – I don't see it. They're not the same team whatsoever. Aaron Donald's still there, but I just don't think there's uh, way talented – more talented than everybody else, and I think they caught up with golf. Um, so I say regression, um, heavy regression to the knee. And golf looks so bad. I season. Gosh, he looked bad. I agree. They just feel like they peaked, you know. They feel like they peaked, they hired, like you said, the hired guns, and they just feel like they peaked and they have nowhere else to go. They don't feel, and the way the Super Bowl ended and the way they played, it just feels like, ugh. But who's your breakout star for these guys? Uh, that's a tough one. I wanted to go defense because um, I think that's probably – where you're going to find players that are, are going to have the most um, 
that are probably going to have the most recognition. Um, but I guess I'll go offense in that standpoint. Um, give me Malcolm Brown. I'll say Malcolm Brown's a breakout star. I really don't think Gurley's healthy. Um, I know a lot of people um, are high on the kid from Memphis um, from a running back standpoint, um, but I think Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown's going to be the one that ultimately gets the bulk share of the carries. Um, and I know, yeah, Henderson. Um, Henderson is real good in college. I think a lot of people are high on him, but I think Malcolm Brown's going to be the one that receives the bulk of the carries and the one that looks good for them. Um, I, I think Gurley's done. I, I think Gurley's, like, out the league in two years back. Yeah, I don't like the sound of arthritic knees. Henderson is somebody I consider. <laughs> That's just not what I want to hear in my running back. And then the way they kind of – it was shrouded in secrecy through the Super Bowl, and they, would, they, weren't, they weren't giving him carries, and nobody knew why. That's obvious that it's a little bit more serious than they were letting on. So he's going to be a week-to-week proposition, which will be murder and fantasy. Uh, my breakout star, disappointing so far in Jacksonville, but he had a couple contributions last year, and that's Dante Fowler. I'm not real confident about anybody being a breakout star on this team, but if I had to pick one, it would be Fowler to get eight to ten sacks and maybe make an impact, but I don't feel great about him. Uh, let's go to your. I like um I like what John Johnson too. I do like John Johnson. I think I think he could okay. play okay. well. Let's go to your uh and I mean if I maybe Taylor Rap, but I just don't feel really good about them no, in general. I, I just right. I don't know why, but I don't well, feel. Well, we that. own it the same. They usually look. I mean, they're still at 12 and 4. Like, I mean, they, yeah. like, let's just say it was an anomaly that um, Tlaib and Peters were hurt and bad, and they to return back to form. I don't know what form is for Peters these days, but let's just say he's not god awful. Um, I mean, you still have a good front four, you know, um, so that's there. So their secondary is good. You've got a good front four, Fowler, um, Donald, Brockers, like that's solid. And let's just say the offense is still clicking. Um, Coop comes back healthy. Um, Gurley's a lot better than we think he is, and he just has 200 carries, but he still makes a similar impact. They just keep the 250 touches, and now they have Henderson, a change of pace back who can break up you, and Brown showed he's not bad. Like, that could still be a 12-1 team for sure. So I can't sit here and say they have no ceiling. They still have talent. I just think it's old, decrepit, and stale. Yeah, I think just from a, a mental standpoint, it's going to be really hard for them to recover. And then you got another year of Tlaib and Peters who were on their best behavior, and then the odds of that happening again. They did add Ed, Eric Weddle. They got Taylor Rapp. They got Henderson. But it's just like, oh. But I guess, you know, they could be – I, I, I want to say 11-5. and five. I, I, I just don't I, – I don't know. I just, I just feel – like you said, I think we agree that it's – it's just really stale. And if I'm looking at the schedule, let's see if I can find a schedule here. That's lad. They went 13 and three last year. So I, 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 I guess I would say 12 and five. I thought the schedule was on here, but it's not on here. But yeah, I, I would say 12 and five. I mean, not 12 and five. I would say 11 and five would be my ceilings for them. And then what's your floor? Uh, yeah, they could, I mean, they, they could go as far down as six, but I'll say seven. I can't see them losing less than eight. I think when you got that offense, even without 
uh, Gurley. You, you saw how it was in the playoffs. You saw the games without it. I think Mazzei is smart enough to find a way. Okay. Defense let's, to load. No, 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 no. No, tell me you can't get more than seven here at Carolina versus the Saints at Cleveland, Tampa Bay, at Seattle, 49ers. Like, we already potentially have four. At Atlanta, Cincinnati, at Steelers, Chicago, at Ravens, at Arizona, Seattle, at Cowboys, at 49ers. You you can't get more than seven out there? It's, it's, it's. It, it could be tough. It could be tough, but I, I just – That's a tough yeah. schedule, bro. That is a tough – I mean, it's not like they're, they're without talent, but they – I don't know. You're talking it, at, at Atlanta, like, at Cleveland, at Carolina, at Baltimore, at Seattle, at Pittsburgh, at 49ers, yeah. at Dallas. Like, that's – Those ain't the real games. It's tough. It's it, it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy. I'm, I'm looking at man at Carolina. Yeah, it's not over. Yeah, eight. I just think they're good enough to be. Uh, and it kind of depends on how San Francisco does. If they can sweep y'all, uh, maybe they what, sweep what Seattle. You probably won't. Why are you because your quarterback that? looks like trash? Like your quarterback. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We should definitely. We should definitely. It's, uh, we should absolutely judge someone coming off an ACL injury in two drives, their first two drives they play. That's definitely what we should do. Uh, how about those five picks? I know and see, everybody is saying that that should lead us to, oh, well, I guess we got to do it first. Uh, so what's your overall prediction for them? I would say 10 and 6 when they make the playoffs still. Hell no. Nah, they're going 8 and 8. I still think they're good enough. The talent is enough to, to, to do it. To do it, but nah. some teams got to drop off. But I don't think I love so, McVay. Nope. I believe in McVay, so I, I still think ten and six. Ain't no such thing as We're a multiple year genius in the NFL. I just want to be clear: there's no such thing as a multiple year genius in the NFL. They don't exist. All right. All right. Let's you were genius for a year, and team. then you're not. Ooh, that's well, rich. I mean, he had what three years, really, isn't it? Two years. This is third year, year. fourth year. Yeah, he had one year that everybody called him a genius, and then they stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody hired a coach that was a mimic of him. That was a that was a try to be a double dangler of him. So the Mivea was real. Yeah, no, he's a good coach. Your, your San Francisco Forty Nine er team, which you know. Looking at them going six and ten without Jimmy G is quite the accomplishment. You get McKinnon back, even though he I don't even think he's played yet. He might still be on a pup list. We don't need him. We don't need him. We don't need him. We don't need need him. him. You drafted Debo. You drafted uh, Jalen Hurd. You get your added Coleman. But Jimmy G looks like shit. And I know it's preseason, but the reason why you practice is to get better. And if you're good, (laughs) you should practice well, shouldn't you? Yeah, you should practice well. Do I think Jimmy G is going to come in and hit the the ground running and and look like the Jimmy G he was starting to look like before he got hurt? Of course not. Do I think that because he played poorly and too um, shitty, more worse than poorly, and his first two snaps back after ACL tear 
do I think that that means that he's going to have a bad season and he's going to get cut in the off season and we need to be looking for a quarterback? No. It really doesn't have to be that extreme. It doesn't have to be one extreme or another. Like, we want to talk about genius. I'll put Kyle Shanahan up against anybody when it comes to yeah, scheming people yeah. open. Period. Being anyone. So even without Jimmy G, I think, if we set him right now, I think we could win seven or eight games with this roster. We had Trent Taylor as our number one seed in the back half of the year with scoring points. It was Nick Mullins and Trent Taylor. I ain't never in my life seen nothing like it. <laughs> so Shanahan I believe in the running obvious. game strong. I believe in that running game real yeah. strong. I strongly, strongly believe in the running game. I don't care if it's Breida, Coleman. I think that'll be the foundation. And I love bringing Coleman back with Shanahan to get people in line with the offense, to know someone that knows the system. Like, I love all that. Yeah, I, I'm really high on y'all. I think I believed in Jimmy G from the very beginning. Uh, even in college, like, I was high on it when I watched the tape. I was high on it. So as bad as he looked, I'm going to go back to Belichick and go back to what I've seen. And I think it won't affect him that much other than maybe we'll see some plays where he's not comfortable stepping up. But I think he's going to be on the move a lot in Shanahan. Like, we're going to see a lot of that boot look, bootleg. Until he gets comfortable, I think the offense is going to look really basic. Uh, and then uh, Nick Mullins is a little bit exaggerated because he really had like one or two games. But if Nick Mullins can look decent in it and your offense can be functional, like it was last year, and you add in Debo Samuel, and you add in uh, McKinnon, and you add Jalen Hurd, who's going to be like a weapon all over the field. And I guess I- I'll let you do the pick first, but uh, I just gave away one of my uh, breakout star. You can do your breakout star. Uh, my breakout star is, well, I guess I would want to know how healthy McKinnon was because I pro- I love Matt Breida and I think Breida's underrated and he'll be fine if those are our two back, Coleman and Breida. Um, but I don't think you said mine. Uh, mine is um, Pettis. Um, Pettis looked really good at okay. the end of last year. He's, I mean, he's an exceptional route runner. He's big. He's strong. I think that's the type of guy Jimmy G gets the ball to a ton, um, not the herd who I think will like look like 30 catches, 30 Russian, 30 Russian attempts. Like, I don't think he's going to make a dent. But I really, 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 really love um, Pettis to kind of stabilize him and Kettle to stabilize these other guys that we don't know what to do with, like Debo Samuel, like Jalen Hurd. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, really high on uh, on uh, Debo. And uh, I just think he'll he's got a young – he's like a young uh, – Young Pierre Garçon, I like that. And I guess Samuel, too, not Samuel, Jalen Hurd, too. You can line him up anywhere. You see a running back, 6'5", 226. He's either the kind of guy that he's going to have no position or he's going to have every position. So I, I don't know, but I think Shanahan could be creative enough to use him to get the most out of him. So, And I've heard good things about him, but I guess I would pick Debo because I just believe in Debo throughout the process. And I hate to pick rookies as breakouts, but sometimes that's the easiest thing to do. But I, I, I would I would pick Debo. And, but watch out for Jalen Hurd. Watch out for Jalen Hurd. Also big on, uh, I don't know if it's Cosell or if it's Fran Duffy. One of those guys are really big on him. I haven't really got into my uh, hardcore podcast listening yet. So for the ceiling for your San Francisco 49ers, what's your ceiling? The ceiling is no bubbly being popped. 
said it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. No. Say that again. Repeat that, please. <laughs> Can you repeat that, please? Can you repeat that? You got Eddie Debar on the I think, I think, you know, you know, they pop the bubbly when somebody lose their first game. <laughs> The ceiling is eleven and the ceiling is eleven and five. Um, I think that's the ceiling for that team. I don't like how many people are calling us the sleeper team. That makes me very nervous. Yeah, but yeah, I, that's I, tough. That's tough. I, I, we haven't even talked about that defensive line. That defensive line could be so talented. With, with Armstrong, I mean, you're, you're, your boy. You picked somebody your, in the first round for the last 10 years. I hope you got some talent yeah. on it. No, 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 no. While we're at that, I don't need. I got a bone to pick with you. I went up and down saying I don't want that crappy dude, Solomon Thomas. And you, he's solid. You know what you're going <laughs> to get with him. He's going to be a perennial pro bowler. Can't miss with him. Can't miss with that guy. You know exactly what you can get with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, yeah, I know exactly what I was going to get. Some trash that I didn't want, and I was over it before we picked him, and he trashed. And he wanted a reason we got to keep picking every year because we ain't get it right because he's absolutely horrible. And I knew that it was going to be that case, and I'm so mad. And I'm mad at you for trying to talk me off the ledge and wait to see it. <laughs> Man, I heard good stuff. He had good PFF scores. I, I watched him. Like I, He didn't look the part, but I thought, you know, I looked at the analytics. They fooled, they fooled me. My eyes should have told me that he wanted that dude. I wanted Jamal <laughs> Adams. Uh, yeah, man. I don't understand. I, I was high, Adams. I wasn't Miles Garrett high on him, but I was high on him. I thought he'd be a B-plus kind of guy, and he's not. Yeah, I just wanted Jamal Adams. That's all. <laughs> that that might have helped. That might have helped. But, but between... Between, I mean, but none of these guys are really broken out. I think Buckner was better. But you got Buckner, you got Armstead, you got Thomas. Somebody has got to make the leap. The funny thing is we did not pick anybody on defense for uh, our breakout star, which might be a bad sign. Uh, no, I mean, I, 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 uh, I don't know about that. I, I think that we're at this point that we know Buckner is, is kind of really good. Yeah, 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 I guess, yeah. He's, I, he's, think, I, I think, I think, I think, we know Thomas ain't it. Yeah, no, they're the problem. But, I mean, I think we, I mean, I think we can make a healthy, a, a fair assumption that if uh, both is healthy, that he will be very productive. Can you explain to me why y'all signed Quan Alexander? Because he's not good. That contract ain't as bad as it looks. That's all I can really say. <laughs> but he's not that good either way. He's not good. He's, he's athletic, like, man. Go to he's wrong. athletic. In the words of the great, and this is something we never included no, in the podcast. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. In the words of the great, don't do it. I'd rather a slow guy run the wrong way than a fast guy because they're closer to the ball. <laughs> this man takes more ball steps than anybody in the history of the NFL except for uh, who's the guy from Oregon? That Chip Kelly traded for, and then he went to the Bills. Oh, I forget. Oh, he was horrible there. Yeah, I forget his name too. But he's a false step. These guys, those those really athletic guys that take so many false steps, but they they have no ability to read an offense or read their keys. But they they fast when they the five plays a game they actually get to the ball, and, you know, and know where it's going. 
I mean, I don't know, man. He's Keep young. Going. He's athletic. Keep going on, though. That's the dude. I don't even know if he's still on the Dolphins anymore. But, yeah, he's another example. Cam got hurt. Cam out of the game with a foot injury. I hope it's small. Low he's hammer. Right. Poor Cam. Just a, it's just a foot. As long as it's a foot, it's fine. You would think. But between Cam and Luck, they look indestructible. Then all of a sudden, the league got to him. I mean, Cam still don't miss games. That, like, there's a difference. Let's not go. I mean, that. they sat him out for song. He shouldn't be playing with half an arm. Cam Newton, with half, if Cam Newton can't be in the game for a Hail Mary, Cam Newton probably shouldn't be in the game, man. I they agree. I'm him just out saying. They last year. Like, I understand he can still run the ball, but that means you're also pounding his shoulder. And then if he doesn't have the arm strength, then that's Superman on kryptonite. Like, kryptonite in his bloodstream. We don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> All right, so what's your – oh, I didn't say my ceiling. My ceiling is 10-6 and six for this team. I said they were four. I, did I say – what did I say? I said they went 6-10. and 10. Did they go 6-10 or 4-12? and 12? Ah. Mm-hmm. But, Oh, they went 2017, 6-10, and, and then they went 4-12 last year. But I think 10-6, I think I, – I think to – I think everything will go well. If we want to go further to my, my my original prediction, I think everything will go well for them. I think the defense will be serviceable. I think the offense is going to be really, really good. I think they'll be able to control the clock. We haven't talked about George Kittle yet, who was very, very good, and I don't see anything stopping him. That was with trash thrown in the ball. And so I think you're going to have a good running game. I just think your offense will be really good. So I think that's the ceiling. What's the floor? I mean, Jimmy G could be trash. Um, yeah, the defense, our secondary could just get lit up the whole time. Um, so I think they have one of the widest ceilings and floors in the league. I mean, I, th- I think it could look similar to last year in five or six wins. Sheesh, that's tough. I, I think at least, yeah, I think it could be six. Your defense could be so – your defense has the potential to be bad. Sherman could get hurt, and he was solid last mm-hmm. year, but Sherman, Sherman's getting old. I think Jason Verrett got hurt already. Uh, Jimmy Ward is good. Uh, one of those defensive lines, okay. somebody else gets hurt, maybe four. Buckner gets hurt. You don't have anybody else step up on defensive line. Corners aren't that great. It, it could happen. Jimmy G looks bad. It could happen real quick. I I, I I still, I think I think the probability is low because I believe in Shanahan. But uh, six and ten would be a good – but I think realistically – what my record prediction for y'all would be is the ceiling. I think you hit the ceiling. I think you're 10 and 6, 11 and 5, but I lean more towards 10 and 6. Yeah, I got us at 10 and 6. I think that's, that's fair. Um, I like us at 10 and 6 and making the playoffs. Yeah, and, and you got, you did, not the Jordan Matthews counts, but you did, you got Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman in that system, like you said, the offense, we're just depending on the offense. And I think Shanahan's going to make it really easy for Jimmy G and expand slowly. Uh, as he's more comfortable there. And also, we didn't talk about Nick Bosa on defense. The eight games that Nick Bosa is going to play are going to be dynamic. <laughs> I talked about Nick Bosa, all right? <laughs> eight games. That's So your line should be all right. Those eight games, he's going to be ready to go. <laughs> all sure. right. Then we got Mr. Elite, according to the page. Our page is so willing to make quarterbacks elite. It is not funny. We got Seattle Seahawks, dedication to the running game. Even though they signed Russell Wilson for a four-year, $140 million deal, 
they want to run the ball and play really good defense. Last year, they were 10 and 6, made the playoffs, lost to my Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what do you think of this team in general? Um, I think that um, somehow they've recreated themselves and turned themselves back into like the 2012 version of themselves with a really good running game and a really good defense and an opportunistic quarterback who makes plays and it's clutch. Um, and that's who they are. They've regained their identity. I think they lost their identity for a second and um, they went back to the basics. So um, teams that do those things I just said usually are pretty good. is it possible that the NFL, they went to Canada, and see, I'm watching the headlines, they went to Canada and something was wrong with the end zone, so now they're playing on an 80-yard field for the Packers versus the Raiders game, and I saw the thing, Mayop was looking at the field, like, for all the money that the NFL has, how is it possible that little things, like, they don't have the field straight so often, like, I, I don't understand, I, I, like, how does that keep, keep telling you, you you keep saying that they can't fall, and I keep telling you that the, the America is littered. The history of America and companies that fell are literally littered with people that say this thing is too big to fall, fail, and people get lazy, and they don't care about the details because they're not innovative. They don't care about the details. I don't want to go into it, but it looks like they're starting to be reactionary and trying to cover up the stuff. But, I mean, they just don't care. They they don't care. They're too big. They, they don't too look big. at the details. Like sometimes who? once you become a brand in America, sometimes it's hard. Coca Cola, Ford, GE, Coca-Cola, like some of these that, brands, Coca- they just don't be around. They did fail. You don't think GE fell? They failed. But GE owns. <laughs> they own NBC though. I mean, they turn. They 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 the company that owns NBC and all that. So it depends on I how know, you. They, Microsoft. Yeah. Depends on how you look at. Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, some, the Coca-Cola innovated, though. They got with the times. They said, you know what? We're going to start selling water. Like, they're innovative. You got to be innovative. When it's a reactionary, uh-oh, Daniel Jones did something. Oh, Lord. I got to hear about that again. Yeah. Look, man, be stop funny telling me about preseason. The only thing I said about Daniel Jones is that all this stuff, if you've got greatness in you, all this doubt would bring greatness out of you because he is getting trashed. I think I said he sucked, and I, I still don't think he's good. So we'll, I don't we'll think he's too, but it's a good. He at least this is a good sign. He at least looks the part in preseason. It doesn't mean a lot, but if he didn't look the part, that would be really, really bad. But uh, let's get back to our team here. Let's discuss this thing about Russell Wilson that everybody likes to talk about about Russell Wilson. This can we get to our breakout player first? Can we get to can we break? Can we get to our breakout player? You you ruined the joke. I ain't even got it no more. You supposed to ask me a breakout player, and I was gonna say Russell Wilson. He might actually throw the four pass this year. But you ruined the joke. <laughs> ruined the punchline nice. of a joke. Nice. That's not nice. <laughs> Russell is still a very good player. The thing about Russell, I think, that is confusing for people and makes him polarizing is that he plays elite in a lot of areas. His efficiency is elite. But he's not asked to do as much as those other guys. And his style doesn't lend to being consistent like those other guys. So he can so let's, be let's, very efficient at what he's doing, but he's not where 
Aaron Rodgers is or Brady is or obviously Mahomes or whatever. Yeah, let's, let's I mean let's just let's really go into it. And he's probably asked to do similar to what Breeze does at this point in their careers, but don't get me started on Breeze. Um let's just say what it is. Russell Wilson has gotten the treatment that only certain people get in sports. Um Kawhi Leonard's in that bag. He redeemed himself this year. Uh, Andrew Luck's in that. Russell Wilson's in that. That when they're performing at a high level, they're elite and everyone sings their praises. And whenever they aren't performing very well, people blame something else. And in NFL, it's usually the first thing they say is line, no matter how good the line play is. No matter how much the quarterback holds the ball four seconds and runs around in circles before throwing it. So the problem is, is that whenever you bring up the fact that Russell Wilson only throws for 218 yards a game and that he only is asked to throw the ball 400 times a year. Whenever you bring that up, people say, well, the, the team doesn't do that because his line's not good or his re- weapons aren't there, but his weapons produce everywhere else. But Tyler Lockett, he has a perfect passer rating throwing to him. So clearly that is a very capable and gifted receiver in Tyler Lockett. People make excuses for why he's not asked to do more. And that's why the Russell Wilson is so polarizing. Because people that are watching are going, wait a minute here. This is curated. This is, this is. I'm not going to say it's RG3 his first year, but it's curated here. And he's very clutch and makes, like, if if I got a game-winning drive, he's top five in that for sure. But we can't just act like it's not curated and it's not, it, it's not just, hey, let's let Russell go do it for us. That ain't it. And any time he's been asked to do that, team goes eight and eight or nine and seven. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I've, I've come to the – I've seen the light. And, and two, the thing that gets me a little bit different what you're saying, these duds, man, and it happened that year where he was on the MVP race and he might have been made up for like 75% of the offense and he was doing everything. The first thing before I do that, the line has been bad. It's been rebuilt. It's probably about average, maybe slightly above average, uh, uh, below average. But he holds the ball so daggone long. He's as hurtful as the line is. He's very difficult to block for. But also, Russell Wilson, those duds, when he has those 78-yard games, those 125-yard passing games, when he's just horrible, like those count. Like most quarterbacks, they aren't going to have a game that's so bad. I think on his pro football focus, he had like three games under 60 or three three or four games with 50 uh, as, as his pro football focus rating. And as an elite quarterback, you can't have any games where you're just subpar. You can have some games where you're average or slightly below average, but just to have straight up subpar games, you just I can't consider you elite. I mean, he's right there below the line, but I can't consider you elite when you actually have bad games, like really piss poor. You're the reason your team lose games, and he has two to three of those games a year where there's no chance they can win because he's gonna play so bad. No, I mean, I'm there, and they and they always happen, and there's no rhyme or reason for when they happen or why they happen, but they do always happen. In his defense, the offensive coaching personnel has not been – it's not great. The offense is not great. It, it really isn't great, but I don't want to hear about his receivers but, because his style is not conducive to well, that's uh, what uh, a successful ask. receiver anyway. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I, I mean – is aren't the aren't aren't they limited? Like, 
Because I don't know anybody else that can play with a guy running around. You just are simpatico with the dude, and you can find yourself open on a consistent basis in that kind of chaos, which is sometimes Russell Wilson, he doesn't even do the play. He just starts running around and, and tries to make something happen. He said, okay, this play, I'm going to make something happen. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. The better the defense, the less likely he is to do that crap, too. But, yeah. you know, so that, that – So my, my question cool. is – when you're when you're saying the offensive personnel isn't there, my question is, what what are they supposed to do? Like, if your quarterback won't throw on rhythm, how do you scheme? Yeah, your receiver, like you're running routes. So if you're not throwing no, on the route, like yeah. you, what what? Oh, I thought you were talking about like the coaching. Oh well, uh, I would say that they don't pat. What do you? I, I say they probably be passing more. They short passing game a little bit more. But they tried. Uh, they tried two seasons yeah. ago and half a last season, and they said this ain't it. <laughs> like, run the ball. <laughs> they did. They were not doing that. They ran the ball like uh, unprecedented. I'm pretty sure they ran the ball 38 times a game the last eight games of the season when they went on that run. They 38 times a game. 55% of the time was runs when they start winning. They tried the short passing game. They tried the vertical passing game. He don't get it out on time. It's not that he doesn't make plays, but you can't get in the rhythm. Like some of those the same times we see what Big Ben had some of those bad games when he was holding the ball forever. You just can't get in the rhythm, like functionally. You got to depend on moving the chains, and you can't do that with people that won't hit the short passing game. That's true. So and even Rodgers, to some of your defense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my critique of Rodgers. And a lot of people don't see that when they look at the game. They think, oh my gosh, he's making plays. Look at that. But you don't see you got you. You always say this, and you say it in general. But you said about football, you can't go broke making a profit. Take the three yard pass. Take the five yard pass. It's what makes Tom Brady great. He'll kill you with a thousand paper cuts because he's patient enough to do it. And then when that one play, two plays is there to beat you, he's going to beat you. But with Wilson and Rodgers, they're always looking for the big play to the detriment of the little plays or the medium plays that would keep the sticks moving, what you need to do. You just got to keep the chains moving. Got to keep them moving. Matriculate the ball down the field. That's the old NFL, uh, old NFL films line. Uh, so your breakout star, besides Russell Wilson, of course, would be who? Um, well, since they run the ball 55% of the time, um, and I guess Chris Carson is the most known one, I'll say the backup, Penny, because he's probably going to get 15 to 20 carries a game. <laughs> All they do is run the ball. They run the wishbone out there, so I can take running back, too, as the breakout guy. I like his explosiveness. I think he's the better back. It wouldn't surprise me if he takes over for Carson. It's a little fantasy tip for y'all, too. But, uh, yeah, I like running back number two for the team that we're in the wishbone, basically. Yeah. Uh... Oh, no, actually, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett should be a household name. Tyler Lockett is a top 18 receiver in the NFL, and he should be a household <laughs> name and get his credit. Like Say 18 receiver. Uh, I'm going to go with the other receiver, even though – it, uh, I think we're going to see some really big moments for D.K. Metcalf. Uh, you know, for some reason, he's going to have a surgery and still be ready for – it's amazing what these NFL guys do. They can have a surgery during the week and still play. 
which is really crazy. But he's going to have a surgery of some sort on his knee or something, and he's going to be ready in two weeks. But I think you're going to see some huge plays. I could see it being like a 47-catch, 800-yard season. But the impact of those plays is going to have a couple 60s, an 80, a 50, a 40, and you're going to just see some great highlights and some great moments and something to build on, I think. I like D.K. Metcalf. And despite what Bro, we said what about the hell? Wilson, Yo, come on, I think come Russell on, come on. What? Hey, what the hell are you talking about? I don't want to be disrespectful. What? I almost called you somebody dumb on the page. You think DJ Metcalf will get eight hundred receiving? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I, 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 I mean, already the premise of the question is not necessarily a prediction. It's, no, it's, it's who, more. Who do you yeah. think is gonna have a? It's not a crazy <laughs> prediction. It's who you think will take a step forward and be good. Every team doesn't have a breakout star. What do you want me to do? You got to record every team has. Every team has someone that takes a step forward and is a lot better than last year. I mean, it's producing. This man, I, yes, 800 yards, I predicted. Yep, 800 yards. I'm good. Put it on. This Mark it on like the board. You, man. The, the shiny object <laughs> workout warrior receiver, that ain't like you. I, think, I know, I know. You I ain't love you it, no I watch him on tape. I love it, baby. But, no, see, it, I'm going the other way. Everybody else is on the uh, – Everybody else is, okay. is on to the workout warrior kind of guy. So now there's value in the workout warrior guy. Man, I'm I mean, he looks good on tape. I'm not looking at his body. That looks good on tape. I mean, he's a beast. He just, I, I, I don't know. I, I like him. No, like you right, though. I mean, you have one, to say he can get 1,200 yards. 800 no, yards, no, no. man. If there's, if there's one person he could rock with is Russ because you just run straight. He don't throw the route tree anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. He's going to throw it up to him. They, you know how Russ sometimes, he don't read the defense. Yep. He just anticipates yep. read and just throws yep. it no matter what because he can't see. Yep. So I, yep. I think he'll get a lot of those plays. I think some of the red zone stuff. He gets, he's just a monster, man. I, I like it. And I, I liked it on tape. It wasn't just because of the workout stuff. I like what I saw on tape when I saw the guy. No, he can play. But he's not even hard to predict. He's got they really always hard are. to predict. These receivers, it's getting ridiculous. I just saw that Kevin White, who is he on? I think Kevin White is like on Arizona, and that was one of the guys I loved. But these guys get hurt, and like right now, DK's hurt. They come out, they get these lower body injuries, and they don't get the reps, and they're talking about cutting Josh Dotson. Like, it's just. I don't know. It's just really hard with this spread crap. Everybody talks about the quarterback. Some of it's system, and they talk too. About the linemen, but it's impossible to judge these receivers. Some system, too, man. You can't just, like, you can't just put these dudes in, in whatever you want to put them in and think they're going to just produce with these crap quarterbacks. And I mean, there's a lot of things that go to it, into it, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so then... Uh, the Seahawks' ceiling for you is what? Uh, twelve wins. That's a lot. Like, I mean, they got they're 10. good. Yeah, ceiling. Yeah, I'd say eleven. Eleven and five would be they're my good. ceiling for them. They are good. Like, they have lockdown. Like they have Patton and Reed. I don't defense. like Seattle, but they're good. Exactly. Is exactly. loaded. Defense loaded. Strong exactly. running game. Uh, you got KJ Wright. You got Bobby Wagner signed to that big deal, maybe the best middle linebacker in the whole entire league. You got, you got, you got talent. You got, and they know they have an identity, and that's something that that is a it's it, it, it's a trope and it's kind of trite. 
But when a team knows who they are and they execute it, then they've all they're always in every game. No, I agree. I'm on the same page as you. All right. So then their floor for their floor, like I don't, I don't, I see a very high floor. I see eight and eight. I don't see seven and I don't see seventy nine. I don't see a way where they're just bad. I mean, unless Russell yeah, I mean, got I hurt, but we can't predict. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how they win seven. I mean, have they ever? I mean, say what you want about Russ, and I'm anti-Russ. I don't think he's what people say he is, but have they ever lost more than no, I mean, I think was a record nine and no. seven? Yeah, I think nine and seven might be the worst. Yeah, the worst, like, yeah. So they go so, schedule, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, New Orleans at Arizona, they play the Rams on a Thursday night, but they're home at Cleveland, Baltimore, at Atlanta, Tampa Bay, at San Francisco, at Philly, Minnesota, at the Rams, at Carolina, at Arizona, at San Francisco. It's 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 workable. It's not crazy. No, it's not horrible. It's like not yeah, I, I I I would say their floor is nine. I got them. I got them making the playoffs regardless. Yeah, I think they make playoffs too, and I guess I would give them. That's your floor, but I said nine and seven, ten and sixteen. If I had to pick, I'd say ten and six, and they make the playoffs. Just a solid team. You know what you're getting. What were your official predictions? Ten and six, nine and seven. Uh, I got them at I, no, I got them at eleven and five, bro. Nine and seven is the bottom. Okay, all right, all right. you're high on, you're high on. All right, all right. So that is our. Uh, that's all four teams. So I guess what was your order for the division? And your record, uh, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle's eleven and five wins the division. San Francisco Forty ers back in business, ten and six, um, wild card, um, and went in the wild card game. Just if you want a little bonus, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, and then we got the Rams at uh, eight and eight, and we have a five win Cardinals team. Yeah, that's that's. Because I think I said ten and six for the Rams. I might have to get three out of this one because I don't see the Rams missing the playoffs. I would go. Uh, uh, still tough. It's really tough. God, that, that's tough. What you got? Man. Yeah, that's tough. what I'm saying. You, you one of those. I really you one of those per people. You one of those people. Nah, you one of those people on the page. Every team we post going nine and seven and ten and six. I'm not gonna lose. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ten and six. I'm gonna go. Eh, where the Rams go last year? They went thirteen and three. So yeah, a two game drop would be good. Eleven and five for the Rams. Ten and six for the Niners. Nine and seven for Seattle. They missed Forty Niners and the Rams get in. There you go. And then uh, what? Five wins for Arizona. Whatever. Screw them. So yeah, I think pretty close. But yeah, I think the division's gonna be really strong though. Uh, I don't feel great about leaving Seattle out, but yeah, that's tough though. I mean, if I had to do it, I would say all three teams are ten and six. Maybe they all make it, but that's just tough. Maybe when I put up the official predictions with when I write them, I don't know. But that's 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 tough. That's really tough. Oh, that's tough. Assuming that y'all, I should just drop y'all off because y'all probably gonna let everybody down again. So. All right, I think we got it. You got any parting words? Anybody on the page want to take a friendly wager of 49ers wins versus Cowboy wins, get at me. I'm here for the bet. 
I hear you. All right, thank you. And folks, this was our NFC West preview. Rate the page. Well, rate the page. Rate the podcast, please. Give us five stars. Also, go to our Amazon page. Also, you can play draft on draft.com. Use promo code IBS Force. Until next time, I will see you later.